and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-dying time is here. That's right, we're talking about a Halloween special on Kill by Kill. Greetings and salutations, Internet Joel pal Patrick Hamilton. Coming to you once again from a secret location, this is the Kill by Kill podcast where we are dedicated to celebrate the least discussed component of any film, the characters. And as always, there's only one person I trust to rescue me if I am zonked out of my mind on drugged cheese pizza, the one and only Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing, Gina? I'm feeling great. I'm ready to to party the night away with uh, with the drug laced pizza and then yeah. lots of 70s stand up comedians. <laughs> most 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 gut wrenching, horrifying scenario I can imagine. I felt like this was a sauce scenario. Only there was shtick instead of uh, razor blades and uh, a reverse bear trap. We haven't even really revealed what the movie is yet. Would you like to do the honors after a month? Full of hype for this episode. We are uh, doing the 1979 classic, <laughs> <laughs> Skate Town, USA. Yes, Skate Town, USA, in the midst of Roller Boogie and a bunch of disco movies. This was trying to capitalize on it all. And by capitalize, I mean kind of fuck around with it, but not really commit. If you really like, it was actually a little bit pre-airplane but it feels very airplaney in in in, it, in its comedy there is uh it's basically some roller skating and then some comedy bits mostly by people who were on the gong show yeah i described it to our guest who i'm about to introduce as what would happen if the gong show didn't have a gong and it just kept going. <laughs> and every there's a lot we 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 talk about the characters on this podcast. There's a lot of characters in this movie. We're, every single one of them is in a different movie. <laughs> but first, we need to introduce our guest. Now she is a returning champion to Kill by Kill, and she usually joins us for special occasions, be that Valentine's Day or our Patreon episodes. She is the one, the only Becky Wilson. How are you doing, Becky? Hello. I'm so happy to have you here for this spectacular motion picture event. Uh, Pray tell, Patrick and Gina, how did you come about choosing this title for Halloween? (laughs) I I think for, I think we were both very excited, you know, maybe inordinately excited, unreasonably excited that this was finally coming out on DVD because it is, was for a while a, uh, a lost treasure, let's call Mm. it. Uh, because you may have noticed that for a movie that featured relatively, you know, second tier to unknown cast, this has a smoking soundtrack. Yeah. And and the reason why it was never released on DVD or VHS up to this point was because they could not get any of the music rights secured. Uh-huh. So this movie came out forty years ago this month. It was it was just made available on any sort of home entertainment format last month. <laughs> and we were both very excited about it. I forget which one of us actually said, hey, why don't we do this for Halloween? But I, which, it's just kismet. It yeah, just which, whichever one of us mentioned it, the other one says, yes, 
Let's do it. <laughs> there was no debating. There was no, yeah, well, I don't know. The fans might not like that, but no, it's like, yeah, no, we're doing this. <laughs> and, and I will tell you that, mm-hmm. that as far as I'm concerned, this counts as a Halloween movie. And that is because it is written by one Nick Castle, who is probably best known to to listeners as The Shape from Halloween. So he played Michael Myers and at some point was in the process of writing this movie. Now, I don't know about you, but that's versatility. <laughs> yeah. He was paid in cocaine uh-huh. and got residuals in cocaine and wrote this movie, <laughs> which I don't believe is written. He handed in an outline yeah. and then everyone arrived on the some- day said, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that. Horrific going on in this movie. (laughs) So so actual piles of cocaine were pressed together (laughs) and then thinly sliced into paper. And then the script was written on that. Yes. Yes. And it went up everyone's nose, especially uh, one of the stars, Maureen McCormick, who wrote in her autobiography that this film was, quote, a lot like a disco. There was a lot of cocaine being done on the set and many people were open about it. Yeah, this is definitely you know, very much a, a you know 70s comedy where you know a lot of shit happens. None of it really ties together. There's the barest trace of a plot. You no, know, the actual the stakes. Yeah, are the, low. Low. Yeah, they are low. Stakes. The actual plot is maybe about a half hour's worth of the movie. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, I I tried to rewatch the episode of Chips that has the roller disco episode, but they've taken it off Amazon. It's disappeared from time immemorial. So I was a- only able to watch highlights. But lo and behold, a good third of the cast of this movie also appears in the Chips episode <laughs> that's about roller boogie, boogie including Ruth Buzzy. Oh, yeah, oh! This so, cast yeah. is is it's like some sort of like you you stumbled onto your parents' Halloween party. That's how bizarre <laughs> this cast is. You've got you've got for the kids. You've got Scott Bayo, mm-hmm. who is yeah. he gets top billing and everything, but he's not the main character. Thank no. God. It was like he was on set for. A I feel day. like he might have been offered the lead, and they and then they were like, "Oh, you can't skate." At he's all. never so, he's never shown skating. So I don't even I don't be even the know manager. He's, yeah, yeah, he's never shown skating. <laughs> and, I mean, he looks like he's about fifteen, and everybody's a decade older than him. Yeah. he's got this like unbuttoned shirt not a single chest hair to be seen which is which is <laughs> hilarious you you've got marie mccormick who mm-hmm. her her character is super slutty you could tell because you could see her nipples right through her tube top they're very prominent this that was uh, also just the 70s <laughs> well yeah that's true that was a very nipply decade i mean let's just yeah. you know let's be honest i saw this movie when i was a child it's not really for kids so there's a lot of like you know close-ups of boobs and butts there's a whole extremely drawn out sequence where a guy keeps falling down and grabbing onto women's boobs and you know clutching onto their butts and it's all very hilarious but um <laughs> but yeah getting back to this cast you you've got um the extremely boring hero um who is uh, an actor named i already forgotten his name greg bradford yeah he and never you, went on to do Anything. Yeah, there's no reason person, to remember his I name. Believe. Yeah, he's just Blandy McBlanderson all the way. <laughs> he's and then a haircut got, and a chest. That's and all then you you've got his antagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his antagonist, <laughs> hard eyes, yeah. hard eyes, hard eyes. <laughs> who is none other than in his film debut, 
Mr. Patrick Swayze. He oozes movie star charisma in a movie that entirely lacks it. His his pants are so fucking tight. (laughs) (laughs) But he He moves with a grace that I you you can see from the minute, like, oh, he's a dancer. Mm -hmm. And then when he tries to do a roller skating move, and he is trying, like he obviously worked at this going like I know how to control my body. I know how to leap in the air. How hard it can can it be with 10 pound skates on each foot? Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's fucking hard. hard. But he's gonna add a belt <laughs> and then he's Bam, whipping that magic, belt around bringing a little bit of much needed SM to roller skating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if for the if this uh this movie has two modes shtick or roller skate review and for his two roller skate review moments i guess three there's a group number with him and the west side rollers mm-hmm. yes but, wait, wait 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 stop right there yes. he has he's the head of a roller skating gang oh we were all part of a roller skating gang <laughs> in the matching 70s. jackets <laughs> purple t-shirt this is the version of the warriors i always wanted a west coast warriors where it's very roller skating and disco based we don't have baseball bats and no are, no 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 there aren't any lesbian gangs with with well knives. i mean some of them are some of them are carrying switchblades for some reason <laughs> for some reason well I love, be... I love i love the fact that they come on they like basically it turns into like a roller ball where they come onto the rink and they're just bashing into people and like and then the 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 dj or the host is like the well, wizard. So, the wizard the, the, the wizard who watches <laughs> lightning bolts out of his fingers <laughs> who is apparently <laughs> actual kind magic. of why i thought you guys picked this movie because <laughs> unlike you know oh how many people get killed let's go through the movie how many kills this one could be how many times does this man make people appear out of his finger but are they do they still exist do they get launched into a bubble universe where Uh, they only have their side story and they never interact with another human being they don't have answers no none of us have answers but yeah he's like so well while you guys are getting bandaged up so apparently this is a regular thing that ace and his gang do is they they show up at this rink and just beat the crap out of the other (laughs) skaters and the owner or owner Flip Wilson and Billy Barty. I was gonna say for the for the for the for the for the parents in the audience, we've got Flip Wilson, Billy Barty, Ruth Buzzy, um, and Judy like Landers. A uh, lot of like Rockford Files guest stars. In, uh, in this. Oh, David Landsberg, uh, who was the '70s nerd, really for a lot of time. He just was a schlubby dude. He plays a. Uh, a newlywed who grabs butts. Yeah, and boobs. And, yeah. and then you've got, and in a completely different movie, you've got Ron Palillo. <laughs> My well, I believe is playing Disco Wolverine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's a little bit cruising in this. He's got this, like, spiked slave collar on, which is amazing. He's got this, like, majestic you know curly you know white man afro and he's just uh, apparently maureen mccormick thinks he's extremely sexy which, which is like, yes. <laughs> when when faced with the choice of for the first time of seeing him or patrick swayze next to him 
<laughs> she chooses the Wolverine. She chooses dude. Ron Palillo. Yes, from Welcome Back, Connor. So, he's, he's like very angry and very ragey and very slapping angry. tables and like. He I mean, appears to be have come from the Bronx portion yeah, of Santa Monica. Yeah, he was Story, I think. <laughs> yeah. He was riffing it up. The phrase, cocaine is a hell of a drug, gets thrown around a lot. But think of it this way, kids. Cocaine will make you think, I want to sleep with Ron Palillo <laughs> and not Patrick Swayze. That's not Patrick, not Patrick Swayze, who, when he skates, he takes his shirt off and just wears just a vest. Yeah, and then he and then he puts the shirt back on when he's not skating. <laughs> you don't but listen. You want to show the goods? It's showtime. Everything else <laughs> is private time. Oh my god! So I do feel like like uh, Jennifer. What is her last name from Dirty Dancing? Jennifer Probably, Gray. Yes, Jennifer Gray, Gray. Like watched this movie and was like, "Yep, yep, yep. signing on, yep. signing on. Yes. We'll do. We'll be. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've seen. Can't yes. believably want to sleep with that." <laughs> Yeah, partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about the opening song of this motion picture? <laughs> and I put that in Dick Skate quotes. Town USA. Skate Town USA, which the opening rendition, uh, it is listed that it is uh, sung by Dave Mason, but it sounds like it's uh, Kermit jonesing <laughs> for heroin. <laughs> Skate Town USA. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think Dave Mason is the uh, the singer that the, the DJ keeps making magically appear. Yes, because he's yes. sort of like a sort of Joe Cocker esque performer. Yes. And, and yeah. yeah, that's like he, the only magic trick. He this also guy can makes do. women disappear when he kisses them <laughs> in one scene. Yeah, he sings his song and they he, fall off a piano into them, the nether. They fall realm. down and yeah. then they disappear. <laughs> Where the where Nancy's mom goes in A Nightmare on Elm Street when her bed disappears and she just descends into a phantasm. That's where those two ladies go. There we go. Uh, See, this is, clearly a, this is clearly a horror movie. Oh, it is. <laughs> uh, it's a horror movie uh, that's full of close-ups of packages. Oh, my God. The shorts are so fucking tight on this Stanley guy in the opening sequence. They are hugging every part of his wiener. You just... <laughs> And imagine that on a big on the big screen on when the, it's just the crotch, Cinerama dome, <laughs> and so much crotch is in the opening of this. It's it's just Love Boat and ABC's and raw hot dogs sticking out of the guy's mouth, used <laughs> as a cigar. Like a, a, it's a bit. It, it's a bit. It is a bit. Not a funny one. No, but that doesn't stop this movie at all ever. The other thing I really want to point out is Becky asked immediately as I pushed play, uh, is this from the 70s? Because you weren't sure. Mm-hmm. Secondly. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty sure. What <laughs> you wanted to make confirmation. sure. The second is, as the camera pans up from this helicopter shot, they must have paid the pilot in cocaine. You see the reason I'll probably die of uh, lung cancer is so much fucking smog in the background. You can barely see past the boardwalk. It's just smog. (laughs) And then magically, the wizard appears. (laughs) He's transparent at the beginning of of this. Mm -hmm. He lives inside a DJ booth that was haunted by the Phantom of the Paradise. And he's now just kind of (laughs) taken over. Yeah. 
And he looks nice. like one of the vampires from the Omega Man. With a $5 <laughs> what I is, is spirit of Halloween. I, I, I was very big into roller skating when, when I was a little girl. And mm-hmm. our local roller skating rink did not look like this place. Nor did we have anybody rolling in dressed like a bandito firing. <laughs> firing live ammo. From, from what appears to be live <laughs> ammunition because it shoots things. In the ceiling, yeah. and the ceiling falls, and you're like, that's not okay. But apparently, that's just how Flip Wilson runs Skate Town USA. <laughs> the other thing that needs to be noted here, and I have now confirmed this, Skate Town USA uh, does not occur in an actual roller skating rink. This is the Hollywood Palladium, mm. which is a vaunted concert venue here in Los Angeles. Last time we went was for the Pixies for, I think, the Doolittle 25th anniversary tour. I've seen about a dozen shows at the Palladium. Never seen this much neon or competing (laughs) pinks. There's so many shades of pink that are not the same, but disturbingly different right next to one another Mm -hmm. or right after one another. It hurt my brain. I have to go back to something, though. Sure. Gina, when you skated as a little girl, could you backwards skate? I could, actually. (gasps) So you were one of the cool girls. For the generally generally ungraceful person I am now, I actually was a pretty good skater as a child. Now, I mean, I wasn't like skate... I wasn't roller skating on top of a skateboard like like the hero does in one scene, which... That that is legitimately awe-inducing. Yes, I did not do that, nor did I, you know, take a belt and start whipping it around. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I didn't think roller skating presentations required that many props, but everyone kind of busts one out at mm -hmm. one point. Everybody's got costumes. We got a dude dressed like Uncle Sam. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This roller skating contest is a a very big deal with the, they're going to win the princely sum of a thousand dollars. And some skis? No, uh, well, yeah, I think I think the the, the top ten yeah, like and, and a moped and a moped, and a moped. Yep. Yeah. Granted, this is on the west side, so yeah, the fact that so. a boy comes from the valley mm-hmm. really shakes things up. Yeah, it really does. This is the first version of Valley Girl, much better than that other one. I say that uh, in jest. The other thing I want to point out about the beginning of this movie is that Marie McCormick is in the ladies' room, which is called Curves. And everyone is sharing makeup, and that's not kosher. They don't do that's that. Just, don't that's, share just a, that's just a uh, case of pink eye waiting to happen right oh, there. Oh, yeah. No, you can't trust all those people. They're high off their ass on cocaine. Who knows what's in that? Don't do that, kids. Flip Wilson in this movie is wearing satin pants and is desperately trying to get paid. And everyone <laughs> refuses to pay him. <laughs> it's like rent. Yes, there's yeah. like a 10 minute scene about how the, the the orange cards were last week. We only accept the green cards. It went yes. on and on <laughs> and on. With one of the Landers sisters making That's an appearance for, oh. I think, an afternoon mm-hmm. being paid in cocaine with foundation that's far too light for her skin tone. Because <laughs> you see the rest of her body and it's all tan except for her face. She does look like a ghost. Like she looks like a ghost compared to Billy Barty for crying out loud, who is a woke motherfucker in this, uh, basically trying to get all the women and people of color uh, admitted to the roller rig for free because mm-hmm. they have not been given the same systematic advantages as white and men. rights. Yeah. And so all praise to Billy Barty, who 
paved the way for the rest of us social justice when he's not burying his head in their boobs yeah well and if you're and if you're wondering if you get to see billy barty on roller skates yes you do (laughs) he never takes them off that i can say he's he's a roller skating middle bandager uh throughout this (laughs) there's really only a couple people not on roller skates and that would be the guys running the snack bar who are they're they're uh, they're in a third movie just completely (laughs) disconnected from anything that's happening in the rest of the movie apparently the one snack bar attendant sleeps there on the edge of the bar (laughs) that's how he's introduced and he also uh, holds a hot He's dog in his mouth like dog. a cigar. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not okay. It's not an okay thing. There are some hygiene concerns, let's <laughs> be honest. Oh, he's like, he's like, putting his, he's like, like shredding the cheese and like putting his bare in hand into, the, into a meat grinder, which is not the same thing. <laughs> On the bar where he's serving the food, where everyone can be near it. It's not, that's not hygienic no, at all. No. That, play, that place should be shut down. Ruth Buzzy is right this place <laughs> should be brought up on charges it should so some of you uh you younger folks in the audience who are going to be listening to this and like who who are these people what roller skating if you i think the only name you're going to recognize that is patrick swayze mm-hmm. but uh you you will be um perhaps a little bit disappointed to realize that there was a time uh before first blood in which the idea of a vietnam veteran having flashbacks was funny yeah and that, and that and that leads to a very long and tiring sequence with um mm-hmm. the comedian bill kirkenbauer who mm-hmm. is probably best known for being the dad in just the 10 of us the yeah. dad who can't stop fucking <laughs> in the sequel to to that sequel the spinoff of growing pains in which the the plot of the show is he has a lot of hot daughters Yes, too yes. many hot dogs. And they're somehow all the same age. Yeah, and that includes <laughs> in another crossover of our podcast. One of his daughters is, he- is Heather Langenkamp. On and show. the actress who played Cindy in um, Not Dream Warriors, the next one, the one that gets turned into a big bug. Oh, uh, a Dream Master? Yep, that's the same actress. So there you okay. go. I This this totally qualifies. Horror movie. Again. As a horror Again, movie. This that, is a Halloween that tenuous, movie. That tenuous connection. But yeah, he is the... Roller rink doctor, which I guess yeah. if you have a, a, a gang that ru- yeah. regularly comes into your your roller skating rink and just elbowing people and, you know, you know, kicking them in the head with their skates, I guess you need a staff position. No, you need someone there to take care of scrapes and bumps and just feel up he random women. He is not women. the person to do it. But, no. but yeah, he at <laughs> some point he just starts going into having flashbacks of his time in the war which mm-hmm. is you know where something like that now is kind of tragic there was a there was a point where that was played for laughs which is which is weird where he did the same thing an airplane yes yeah, yeah. captain galeen an airplane he's suffering from the after effects of uh, major laser mm-hmm. oh macho bravo i'm sorry <laughs> macho grande patrick macho grande that's what i said <laughs> Macho Grande, but yeah. So this, uh, this is one of the much longer bits in the in the in the in the movie that kind of just goes on again. Another character, completely in a different movie that has nothing to do with with anything else in the movie. Now, who is the ancient comedian who's just rattling? I don't know. Yes. He he is my favorite character, though. So. <laughs> I, I know. Hold on. That whole thing is Leonard like- Barr. Okay. Leonard uh, Barr. I, he was also he was also he, in Diamonds Are Forever. He was ancient then. He's a Borscht Belt comedian. Every, and he's telling jokes like there's a gun to his head. Every time 
time they cut back to him, I just started cackling like like Sam Neill at the end of In the Mouth of Madness. I was just like, <laughs> "This is I went. I, I told this joke, and then this this girl is uh, my taxi driver, and she asks, yeah, uh, how far do you want to go?' And then I'm bringing up on charges on Tuesday. You're like, what? what? There's no pause. There's no set. There's no setup. He's there's no just, joke. They're all told he's even babbling, there. and it is the funniest thing. It's amazing. And the, and weird, you, the and weirdest the part of it. the callback of cutting to the busty blonde girl who's like, can I have my pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it gets better. She doesn't have time for this. That busty lady mm-hmm. is tragic uh, playboy model, Dorothy Stratton. Oh, I mean, it's even more of a horror movie because she yeah, this is not just, it's not just this this movie you know is from the seventies. This movie is the seventies. It's the seventies ground up, stomped on, <laughs> cut with baby powder, and passed out into a bathroom. Murray Langston shows up here, the unknown comic in a dual role as a guy who drinks and sells drugs, mm-hmm. and um, again, another character, completely different movie. Everywhere he goes is a different movie that it, does not operate with anyone else. It, it's kind of amusing when you realize all of these various characters that we're mentioning almost never interact with the two, I guess, the two main characters. I guess the two main characters would be you know, Blandy McBlanderson and Patrick mm-hmm. Swayze. I guess those yeah. are the two main characters. But most of these supporting characters don't even ever interact with them. And it's no. very it's very weird. I think that's why Patrick Swayze is left to interact with his gum. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he's, he's got gum. that gum, and he keeps that gum in his mouth when he's smoking a joint. It doesn't I don't, matter, I don't, I don't know right? I don't know if that's super cool or super gross. <laughs> if he's skating, gum. If he's kissing his girl, gum. gum. If he's smoking, gum. Just gum. Threatening bodily harm, <laughs> gum. It's just all gum all the time. He gum just like flings just... it out of his mouth at one point. Gum yes. and snapping his fingers. But as soon as the but gum they... is gone, the belt comes out. So, <laughs> so like, he's oh, got to have Here something. we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you go from gum to belt, you know shit is getting off the hook. <laughs> Ace is like the godfather on wheels. He's just constantly asking why you disrespect him and are, <laughs> why are you asking for favors on the day of his daughter's wedding? It's just he sits in repose surrounded by Ron Palillo and various serial killers. <laughs> We're very tense. Very, very tense. Much more yeah, tense these people, these people are taking us with the skating contest way more serious than he is. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the people in the skating co- when they're actually skating, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call any of that serious roller skating. There's- also, there's only three contestants. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and then, yeah, there's all these numbers with people doing choreographed numbers, but they're not in the contest. There Why are people, they in the contest? There are people within those groups who are infinitely better, <laughs> but they're like, I don't need to participate. I have a paid gig where I show up in the middle of the Palladium floor, and we kind of do choreography but really it's me skating around dazzling stuff while people behind me get zapped into white tuxedo suits by the wizard (laughs) i'm not gonna compete against ac by murder by dog things finally progress in this movie when it's determined that we gotta fix we gotta fix the competition we gotta take out the competition with crazy props and itching powder (laughs) Yeah, it's something. And straight. what out? What was the first? And one? shining, shining, shining mirror in someone's shining eyes, mirror. which I was yeah. like, yeah. "How does that make you not roller skate good? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do you need to see so much? Or turn? I mean, you, I nobody. It doesn't occur to anybody to oh, I don't know, do something to their skates. 
<laughs> no, which, which would seem to be the the most logical. Or, yeah, tie their laces together. Yeah, nothing. or you know, un, you know, maybe loosen one of their wheels or something. But no, nobody does that. They they do this like back of the Richie Rich comic prop schemes. Nobody uh, decides to pull a Nancy Kerrigan and take someone's knee out no. or anything like that. Well, I mean, and the thing is that that's particularly hilarious about them using these like comic book props is that these are all these are teenagers. These are like grown ass adults. Ron, Pol- <laughs> Ron Polillo was 30 when he made this movie. And he looks. And it. he looks every day plus more. You know, Patrick yeah. Swayze was not, you know, he was like 25. Uh, yeah, I think the probably the youngest person was, again, Scott Bayo, And, and yeah. he probably was a little older, but he just, he looked very young. But yeah, I mean, he's these, like these the people edge are carrying of 18 on. or something. Yeah, these people are all carrying on like, you know, a bunch of like 14 year olds and they're all played by 25 and 30 year old actors. <laughs> You're right. And considering the level of intensity as well, like, I'm not calm. We got to win this. And then he's like, I'm going to use a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me take out my compact and, you know, shine it in his eyes. <laughs> you wonder, like, how did they get to rule the school, as it were, as the major toughs here? It's because their conduct goes without repercussions mm-hmm. and well, they have dirty pictures. They the have owners. dirty pictures that you never closer. see. And it's very obviously someone's modeling shot. You could yes. see it in one scene. It's like a yeah. picture of a blonde haired woman. This movie was not meant to be seen in high definition. No. I'll tell you that. Right it now. is. It is just some random f- photo they grabbed and shoved in, in, in Flip Wilson's hands. Like here, pretend you pretend this picture is something scandalous. Can we speak for just a second about Ace's sister, mm. who's name i can't recall and don't really want to look up ace's sister she (laughs) does she have any dialogue no i don't think she actually speaks i think she is in a silent movie throughout the entire (laughs) thing she might mouth oh Uh and no and Uh hmm. leave them alone yes basically it's but no one scripted lines for her i'll tell you that right now she's also projected as some sort of skating genius she doesn't skate so good for that. <laughs> she just no. kind of glides. Yes. It's a lot of like, She's so long as no one gets in my way, it's like, <laughs> and it's over. She's ice castles. Because that was 1978, except she's not blind. It's even uh, well, like apparently this movie this movie had the audacity, the audacity to be sold as, well, it's kind of a spin on Romeo and Juliet. Oh, and it's like, no. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like nobody died this. Although that would have been amazing if somebody had died roller skating. Say <laughs> roller skating, a roller skating duel where where you know Scott Bayo gets you know, gets murdered like Mercutio. If this had turned into a slasher movie, a la prom night, or <laughs> the Towering Inferno, where they're all trapped inside of the roller uh, skate town USA while it burns around them. I would have been thrilled. But unfortunately, no. none of that happens. You're just trapped in this love boat reality without a gopher. And with not nearly enough cocaine. No, not, not for, for me. Not for the viewer. Not no. for us. No. I I opened the Blu-ray case. I did not find any cocaine inside. That would have been handy for them to provide oh, that. With a tiny purchase. little packet of cocaine inside the, a gift it's for the, the buyer. It's you can do. Who else is buying Skate Town USA? But people who need a little cocaine to get through it. 
We were also loving how they didn't fix things like the offbeat white person clapping oh, to the music. <laughs> <laughs> the music. It was so <laughs> terrible. And they were like, no, we're going to nah. leave it. Nah, it works. They didn't have rhythm before. They don't have rhythm now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, special appearance by Elliot Kalin. No, that's not Elliot Kalin. It's David Lanesburg. It's Irwin. A character who appears to be some sort of 70s disco cuck who uh, wheels in his fiance, who apparently they have not had sex on their honeymoon yet. But they wanted, but they got to go roller skating. I I, I didn't quite understand (laughs) what was, again, a a fifth movie happening here. (laughs) um, Where they, she absolutely has demanded that they go roller skating. Mm-hmm. On, on their wedding night, despite the fact that neither of them are capable of roller skating. Or um, apparently of knowing how sex works. No, she he throws up and she on. wears pantyhose. That's, yes. that's They are not, <laughs> they need to consult a manual or ask a librarian. Or something. anyone there at Skate Town, I would guess. <laughs> anyone in Skate Town could have told them, A, where to get cocaine. <laughs> Two, how to have sex. Because almost everyone in here looks like they've had sex even though you don't want to know the details. I was going to say, but probably gross on satisfying sex when you think about it. <laughs> except, Pat, except Patrick Swayze, he's probably into like some tantric shit or something. Oh, there we go. Patrick yes. Swayze is the genius of like sex. Like he does it in roller skates. You uh, know yeah. <laughs> yeah. He will do it with the shirt on or with the shirt off, but the, but the belt either stays on or off. And he's chewing gum, but the oh, yeah. sex is so good you don't care. And that's what's important. Considering how tight his pants are, why is he wearing a belt? For props. It's a prop belt. Yeah. It's the it's the re- only reason. Why is the wizard wearing a belt? <laughs> it's it's part of a tunic. Murray Langston was never funny. No. And this proves it. Yeah. No. He he. Neither persona that that he does in this movie is is. I mean, again, if you are under 40 and you're listening to this, I just, I'm just i sorry for all the question marks that are just kind of like <laughs> hanging over your head right now because this is, this, is, this is prime old person territory we're talking here. I mean, we could give you the backstory, but it wouldn't matter because you wouldn't be able to know what the backstory you was. You know, these kids today don't have to research enough. It's a Google search. Yeah, you look up unknown comic exactly, and, and understand that it, it didn't. This it, it did look not it take a lot for for someone to you know, get modestly famous as a comedian in the seventies. Again, a lot of cocaine, a lot yeah. of jokes about cocaine, and you had to trust that most of your audience was also on cocaine, which they probably were. Just, and the guy who put the paper bag on his head, like that was a real thing, right? That yeah, was, that was, the, that was, the, unknown, that was the unknown I, comic. Yeah. Yeah. I have this very vague memory of seeing him maybe on the gong show or something. Yep. That's pretty much like, what he was free? known for. That's, <laughs> that's pretty all. much all he was known for. Okay. All right. And I, the, I, I, the funniest thing, if there was a funny thing, it was that he always showed up to get gonged off as like a recurring character, I suppose. Yeah, his, his shtick was not being a good comedian, which... Job well done. I mean, yeah. he he really he really sold that. Check and check. Uh, maybe he was a wonderful individual who's gregarious and treated people well and tipped well at restaurants, but he's a fucking terrible <laughs> comedian. I'll tell you that right now. Why is it that the honeymoon couple needs to go to, into the bathroom to put on roller skates? That is not something one needs to do in privacy. Any sort of shelf will help you put on roller skates. 
why are there so many half naked people in this at the skating rink? There's there's no there's a moratorium on shirts. It's just, do you have Mork from Orc suspenders? Oh, yeah. No shirt required. Suspenders. You, you want to come in wearing a, a lace teddy? Sure. Come on in. <laughs> there are people in straight up swimsuits yeah. running around. At but, this. but then you've got Patrick Swayze. He's wearing knee pads. Safety first. <laughs> well, he does that Russian ho, hip, ho, up and down thing. So you got to protect your knees. A dancer knows how to protect their body. Ron Palillo threatens Billy Barty at one point to the point where he goes out of focus. Like he <laughs> lunges at the camera so much that the person pulling focus is like, eh, it's too close to the camera. Leave He's, that out. I mean, he really is like methoding the shit out of this, this character who is, you know, the henchman of a roller skating gang. <laughs> <laughs> they are wearing Sparkly undershirts yes, for crying out loud. Like I said, he's that. wearing a slave collar. He's got a little like do rag. He, I, I feel like he really designed his look for his character, the character's persona, and he's a roller skating champion's henchman. Um, the West Side <laughs> writers as a whole like to stroke one another <laughs> too much. There's a, they're very handsy it's, with one another. They are either calming it's like or shaking. Locker room. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, they're, but they're a lot handsy. Of Do you think you have to audition to be a, a West Side Wheeler? <laughs> yes, but you don't have to fit a type because all types. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, he's, of course, you know, Patrick Swayze, he's only going to surround himself with ugly guys. <laughs> and he does. Congrats. <laughs> Check, Mark. <laughs> I mean, mission accomplished for that one. I mean, some of the girls. I mean, are I mean he doesn't really need much. He doesn't. He doesn't really need much help being you know the best looking man in the room. But it, but it doesn't hurt to have you know have yourself immediately surrounded yes. by some real ogres. When the CW remakes this, they'll never get away with that. Oh no no no, 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 pretty no. boys. No, they, none of these people are TV ready. They're not movie ready. They're not no. play ready. They're not Shakespeare in the Park ready. <laughs> That's also the thing, you know, I, honestly, that's kind of a thing I, I miss about 70s movies and television, which is how absolutely ordinary everybody looked. Yeah. You know, yes. I mean, just, it's, you know, the whole John Cassavetes thing, let me just get like the like, most unremarkable looking dudes to be in my movies. <laughs> and and I, I kind of miss that. Now everybody's mm-hmm. just, you know, nobody has any pores now. It's, it's disturbing. It's, I think it has to do with the resolution of our televisions. As we see clearer and clearer, the less imperfections TV executives want to see. And it's a problem because no one can live up to that ideal. Like you have a window and then you're out of it. Yeah. And then we're seeing too much of people. It's just, (laughs) it's too much. Did I'm sorry. Did a guy from car 54, where are you show up in the middle of this fucking movie? Yes, he did. Oh, Jesus Christ. And he just, ooh, ooh. And then that's it. He zips his penis into the fly of his pants, ooh, oohs, and then we're done. You never see him again. It's a wrap on Guy from Car 54, Where Are You? Yeah. It is an incredible. Oh, again, another completely different movie. We have seven different movies going on here. I mean, none yeah. of them overlap, and really, remarkably, none of them overlap with each other at any point. No. And what I was saying about the stakes being so low, it's like, is is Ace really that bad of a bad guy? I mean, he just wants to win his skating competition. And you know what? He should. And be on able any to. given day, he might he's, because he's good. Yeah, yeah. Better I mean, than the other two guys who are trying. The other guy may may sure he's fine. He could win. 
perhaps. But, but Swayze's better rhythmically the on stakes. the floor. It's not like, uh, oh, he's so bad, or he honestly will murder you if you. <laughs> well, the one guy who looks like the Night Stalker does yeah, want to true. murder people. He does people. want to. He talks about <laughs> cutting people open repeatedly. <laughs> Um, we have not talked about one of the competition, and that, of course, is Pistol Pete, which sounds very okay, but that's before he refe- reveals the full name, which is a long Mexican stereotype, and he's basically dressed like He's Speedy a bandita. Gonzales. He's a bandito. Yeah. yeah. I, I, mentioned, I mentioned him earlier because just, he mm-hmm. just appears, like, rolling down this ramp, which is how you get oh, onto the skating rink, just, you know, pew, 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 <laughs> like it's going to be Sam. <laughs> like this is a giant pinball game but there are people on the floor this is not an example of white excellence he's also a supposed to be a serious contender <laughs> yeah and, and his, his his routine is him kind of stumbling around on his yes. skates and and it's I, I guess that's supposed to be you know that shows some prowess unwielded. i don't know but like and, his go-to move is to crouch down low. Yes. Like before the itching powder really comes into the fore, mm-hmm. it's kind of crouching yeah. down low and it's shooting like, into the air, which is like, okay, that's a move. But he's not he's not a dancer and he no. doesn't have great tricks. So like, how is Ace going to lose to this guy? And not like somebody shows up in a very tight fitting pink top with insanely feathered blonde hair. He's like, I want that man murdered. <laughs> He's from the valley. I want him dead. I want his friend dead. I want his sister and dead. By dead, I mean mess with his. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> shit, like a one up paper. At him. Yeah, like goof with him a little bit. Spitball. What is he doing? Is it's it a, a BB spitball. gun? Is it spitball? It's an attempted so spitball. Like an eight-year-old. Yeah, it's a drive-by fruiting, but on a very small <laughs> scale. <laughs> And again, you know, if you are a, a younger listener, this is going to mean nothing to you. Barely means anything to us. But um, you have Flip Wilson, you know, most assuredly wearing drag because that's what he was known for mostly. Yes. He's not supposed to be the was it Geraldine? Was Geraldine the character. Was he, the character yeah. He's not supposed to be Geraldine, just someone who looks and sounds like Geraldine. It's it's Geraldine mania. It's not quite Geraldine, but an incredible uh, simulation. And is it that she's supposed to be Billy Barty's girlfriend? Is that the is, wife? Or is it, or, wife. wife, right? Okay. Wife. Geraldine is the mother of Flip Wilson in this. That's why Billy Barty is Flip Wilson's dad. Yes. Oh, I, did, I totally missed you. Supposed to be <laughs> I think we just blew our mind. <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert for Skate Down USA, but Billy Barty is playing a co-manager slash father figure mm-hmm. to flip wilson yes and everyone is okay with it <laughs> at one point yeah. billy Barty and geraldine have a long conversation with one another about how each of them is too much man or woman to remain monogamous mm-hmm. but now they can have an open relationship and once again all the cool stuff revolves around billy Barty. he is so cool in this movie not his performance and not Billy Barty himself, but the character is soups cool. <laughs> Another person we have yet to mention, uh, really, aside from briefly, Ruth Buzzy uh, from Laugh-In, playing a professional life scold, along with Sydney Lassick coming out of the crypt. 
That was the guy. Yeah, that was the guy with the thinning hair. Again, a, a, a lot, a lot of Rockford file guest guest stars oh, in yeah. this in this movie. And what was she supposed to be doing to again? I I was unclear uh, on that. Uh, who, who Inspector. It sounded like a like they were the from the city council. I think they're concerned. Right. Yeah, concerned citizens. Citizens oh, who are okay. going to propose yes. that Flip Wilson's business this license needs to be, be taken shut away, down. Which they are right because there are degenerates here. They yeah, I mean you got somebody there. you got somebody firing live rounds. You probably. <laughs> And yeah. also you and also you have a local gang coming in and assaulting Just people on a regular people. basis. You also have an omnipotent DJ who can make people disappear. <laughs> Not to mention really filthy snack bar. Oh uh, God. Why can't the wizard <laughs> point at the snack bar and go, fucking pull it together. Stop holding on to wieners that you <laughs> sell to people. Here, I've zapped some gloves on your hands, you fucking yeah. creep. Here's a fucking hairnet, you grosso. <laughs> Pull it together. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so uh, their subplot is solved. It's And it, I think it's the only subplot that's solved is that they are dosed with the drug pizza yes. and end up getting so high that they just have a good time. How many, how many, like we should, we could start like a whole sub podcast on how many movies in the 70s and 80s involved uh people being drugged against their will but mm-hmm. it's okay because they have a good time yes yeah <laughs> that was like very much a thing yeah and, and, and even when you like no drugs there's a good 20 percent chance that you'll just end up on the bathroom floor going i don't like this part and falling asleep <laughs> not naming names <laughs> not naming names not all drugs get fed to you via pizza. That's that's drugs that have been put through a grinder, grinder. A, a, a meat grinder ground for onto cheese. the top of your pizza yeah. as if it is parmesan. But it, but everyone <laughs> so gets bizarre. high off of it, yeah. except the people who aren't eating pizza. I mean, that's the other thing. That snack bar is either desolate, no one is near it, right. or, or everyone people. is there. Yeah, that's how little happens in this movie that we have to talk. About. The snack bar <laughs> line. Uh, question for you both. Uh-huh. If, if if you were to make a bet, was anyone ever given a take two? Or was every single scene a one and done? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe some of the skating scenes might have been done more than once. But the, you know, the, the joke scenes, the bits. Yeah, those were, they were, they were all. Yeah, were all definitely the comic stuff. I mean, the we guy, the guy with the, uh, the guy with the pizza. afro. He's basically talking to himself most of the time. <laughs> he he's just sort of muttering these one-liners, you know, left and right. No one's really acknowledging him. He's just sort of talking to himself. He exists in his own place, and at one point, he just looks at Dorothy Stratton's chest and squeezes tomatoes until they burst in his face. Yes, and that's what this movie thinks is sex appeal. It's a good sum up. It is a good sum up. If I could sum it up in one <laughs> description, it's grasping tomatoes to the point which they burst in your face because boobs. Just also, you the- know, yeah. If you want, a, if you want an idea of of this movie, just you know, picture you know someone wearing satin booty shorts and tight close up, and and that's the whole movie. Mm-hmm. What, what is the gender of the person? It doesn't matter. It's just here. No. Here is their butt in very tight, very short satin booty shorts. Every person seen in this movie has a panty line. Men, <laughs> women, video game cabinets, wizards. pizza, wizards, <laughs> Billy Barney's Billy <Barty>. tuxedo. <laughs> 
everyone gets it. Everyone looks like they're wearing skin tight clothing and very large underwear. <laughs> Until they're I, not. I, 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 I do, yeah. Speaking of not, I do appreciate you know Patrick Swayze's solo number in which he is shot in profile very lovingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that scene holds for a while. <laughs> you get to see all of the sways, all the parts of the sways you don't really see in in Roadhouse. It says something about the guy. You just you just want to see every part of sways, man. <laughs> Like I'm down yeah, for I mean, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing left of the imagination in that outfit or that camera angle. <laughs> oh my god, so much butt and boob grabbing in this whole movie. Every time I look up at it, someone is <laughs> nonsensically grabbing, grabbing boobs parts. Yeah, I mean, you know, you on roller skates, you can easily lose your footing, and sometimes you can reach out for things, but generally, you reach out for things that aren't going to move, like <laughs> you know, a, like a wall, a wall, for instance, right. a, a door, a door frame. Very rarely you're going to grab onto another human being, and even if you are, you're going to grab onto their arm, yeah, their shoulder, perhaps. Not there. You know, something, uh, something, something where they could possibly grab you back and hold you up. You're not going to be <laughs> someone's boobs while you're falling. Jiggly <laughs> boobs with no bras, so extra yeah. jiggle. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Shout out to the two uh, busty babes who are playing video games, mm-hmm. and Irwin and, approaches them, falls, grabs onto them, mm-hmm. and then the one in the red satin shorts grabs Irwin by his ears. Yeah, lifts, lifts him, up, him up, strong, kisses him. With a very open mouth. And then it cuts to the lady playing centipede. And she's like, we're going to sex that guy to death. (laughs) But it doesn't happen. He just falls over. And they're like, all right, back to centipede, I guess. Why why aren't those vampire twins in more of this movie? This movie needs more sex vampire twins. It it, it just needs everything. It's too too much and not enough at the same time. (laughs) That was just another one of the writer's fantasies coming to life. I want a tall girl to kiss me and think I'm awesome. <laughs> and then want to have sex with me. Oh. And that was and my I, fantasy and I wanna, when I asked you out for a date. And I, and, and I want to I be able to make bearded men appear with just pointing my finger. Yes, that too. <laughs> Can we talk about the wizard's weird, uh, is, is that a Peter Laurie impression that he's doing? With, with the, the, he's got the weird little glasses on? Yes. I, 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 yeah, at one point he's drooling. On top like, of uh, electronics, for yeah, crying it's out like, loud. It's like, okay, someone take the cocaine away from this man. He's He's had enough. <laughs> Actually, I think when you're drooling at that point, that's probably quaaludes. I mean, I don't, I don't know much about drugs, admittedly, but I think if you're, you're kind of not aware that you're drooling, that you probably <laughs> that's a bad sign. Yeah, you're like not able to feel the entire lower half of your face. Can you imagine what's on the the cutting room floor of this <laughs> oh, motion picture? Jesus, <laughs> I mean that I, this this uh, Blu-ray disc. Looks perfect, by the way. Oh, it's a beautiful cut. It's beautiful. You see everything, and a lot of it you don't want to, but you see it perfectly. Like, it is preserved within an inch of its life, but there are no special features. There is no menu. You stick it in, it just turns on. It's it's almost like it's a little embarrassed of itself. (laughs) (laughs) uh, All right, we'll give you the movie, but... Uh, we're not going to ask you to hit play or a trailer like that's too much. I was wondering, like, 
so this movie was made when I was, you know, too little to under, to to go to roller rinks yet. Yeah. It did make me wonder, like, were there roller rinks that were like this, though, where there were actual Well, this one was supposedly... Uh, this one was supposedly based on a real place. Okay. Now, now, if it was as extravagant looking as this place, I have no idea. I mean, my my experience with uh, roller skating rinks, they all look like they were last updated, maybe 1955. You have the very, you know, unforgiving hard floor. Yes. You, you have the, the atrocious carpeting on everything. Yes. Pretty low um, ceilings. Yeah. And- and you've got like the the kind of crusty lockers to put your stuff in. I mean, these places were more like discos, but I I don't know what the re what the reality of that was like. I mean, I'm sure there were probably one or two places that kind of looked like that, but generally I mean, it was like speaking, like a disco with a roller skating night. I you know, because something yeah, was exactly. in the air. Because Xanadu comes out like a biscuit. That's true. After they're all this. roller skating in that, and they're all and that is this magical disco wonderland ah. where everyone is roller skating. Well, so, remember that in Xanadu, it was actually supposed to be like a fantasy. They wanted to. Well, was this, this movie? They wanted this. <laughs> they wanted this bizarre combination of like a disco and also we we're going to have some like 1940s music, too. At the end of this movie, the wizard looks at the camera and says, everything you've seen is a fantasy. Like it's something out of a Midsummer Night's Dream, which makes me wonder if he has cloven hooves. <laughs> is he the devil? Is he the devil I, or is he God? Who can say? But I feel like he's telling us this whole thing was in my head. This guy dribbling the basketball. Okay-ish. <laughs> like that's not in your head. That really happened. He's okay at dribbling a basketball. I mean, he's like, he, I can't jump rope and roller skates. I couldn't even at my roller skating finest, which I don't think it was that great. My cousin Danny was a roller, uh, roller skating figure skater like he had pictures of himself like blue in a jumpsuit <laughs> and he could kind of do this yeah and at the time i was like uh, i guess like i mean i was a biscuit old i'm like well so people do that all right but it ended up not going anywhere because none of this went anywhere because disco was about to be given a stake in the heart well, that's the funny thing about all these movies is that these all all these roller disco movies came out one right after another within the course of maybe six months. Yeah. And and disco, for all intents and purposes at that point, was was pretty much on the way out. I mean, I think 1980 was probably the last year for it. But, you know, you've got that whole, like, I was thinking that, uh, I can't remember if it was Airplane or Airplane 2, where they're flying over the the radio station tower. It's like, where disco lives forever. And they, like, they, like, knock over the tower. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. station, like, flicks out. <laughs> I mean, at the point, at the time, like, these movies were like, oh, this is going to be a thing forever. Disco's never going to die. And then you end up with movies like The Apple. Exactly. <laughs> Thank God. But, I mean, <laughs> in terms of, like, plot coherence, The Apple is way easier to follow than this. <laughs> it is because it, it, it is because it is one single movie. Yeah. It's it's not a movie that makes a lot of sense, but it it is, you know, one single movie that tries for a cohesive plot that eventually brings all the characters together, which this one does not. For a movie that takes place in one place in one night, there are in so fact, many characters basically real time. Yeah, in real time, it's, it's you know, so many characters just doing things, you know, probably within 50 feet of each other and somehow are never on on screen at the same time. No. And it's very, it's very bizarre. 
I'm sure they shot all the the roller rink stuff with actual skaters. Oh yeah, I mean the the routines and all. I mean, there's probably a reason why you know Patrick Swayze is never on screen with Ruth Buzzy, and because their their scenes were filmed on different days. They're nowhere near one another. They don't exist in, in the same time and space. And while the routines look good on the outside, if you watch them for two and a half minutes straight, which is what these are, they really run out of steam. All of them. Yeah, you and see a like lot of like choreography. bad flips and you kind of go, yeah, no one's really, no one's really skating. Not a lot of people are actually skating so much. It's kind of dancing on roller skates, which yeah. is exactly the same thing. Like I, when when Patrick Swayze's gang shows up, they kind of do this whole like din it din it din it din it like 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 yes. West Side Story thing, where they're like up on their toes and kind of like you know swinging around, but no one's ever actually skating. Well, there's two modes. There's like dancing on roller skates, and then there's la long like balletic movements yes. as you glide across the floor like, it else. like i don't think i actually don't think stan the hero should have won the contest not, because not, the, not maybe at best the solo but certainly the the the, the where duet. he can the yeah duet. they're just sort of he gliding sucks. around with each other and then like even his solo he's like walking on his hands he's 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 on a skateboard which is the stupidest thing i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> i mean, I mean it's, it's the poochie it's impre- of roller skating moves it's impressive but it's still stupid oh, at the same time he's yes. not really skating that much He's flexing and, and, you know, he's hamming it up and, you know, but, but yeah, he's not the best skater. Ace is the best skater. God damn it. Ace glides onto stage and busts light bulbs so, with his ass. Ace needs confidence, <laughs> right? This is what it comes down to. Yeah. Ace needs a shot of confidence. You are the best, buddy. He does. You he, don't need anyone to fix it. You know what he needs? He needs feel good Freddy Krueger. The comments <laughs> go, oh, you need a pick-me-up. I'm going to do some shtick near you. And then you end up dead, but he's always trying to help. <laughs> you believe in yourself. Yeah, believe in yourself. Yeah, he, he needs to be, you know, not, you know, abusing and assaulting people at a local roller skating rink. He should be trying to, <laughs> you know, he should be trying to apply for, like, the U.S. Olympic roller skating team. Exactly. Yes. Uh, so shall we talk about the great skate-off at the end? The big ending? Well, hold on. No, we're not ready? We, we've got a couple <laughs> things to talk about. One is that the waiting room for people to roller skate is just outside underneath the pier, just like in a parking lot. It's not even a... This would only bother Patrick, but okay. Secondly, this movie posits a world in which Maureen McCormick and Ron Palillo Uh are inches away from fucking in a car that is not Ron Palillo's. At one oh, point, you, you, just you didn't buy, you didn't buy their scorching. Is. You didn't buy their scorching chemistry. <laughs> she also does not seem disappointed that she missed out on her big skating moment. No, she's high off her ass on this drug like, pizza. Oh, hmm. uh, Dave Mason has a lyric. The main, the main chorus of his love song is, "I fell in love over you, over you, <laughs> like a yeah, drop also, cloth or a tarp." Also, the song he sings is called Roller Girl, yeah. which, God, please, I hope Paul Thomas Anderson watched this movie and found it inspiring <laughs> for Boogie Nights. Please, God, that would be the best thing. If I ever if I ever get an opportunity to interview him, I'm going to say, have you ever seen Skate Town USA? And he's going to say, I have, have you? And then we're just going to talk about it for 45 minutes straight. It'll be amazing. 
That is the worst version of a Rolling Stone song I've ever heard during the yeah. It's final a disco. Duo. It's a disco version under my thumb. Yeah, it is ungood. It's like something you would hear on Quincy. It's <laughs> oh god. And and during the dual skate, there's a lot of tummy touching. Everyone kind of like hey, tummy touch. <laughs> As they kind of caress upwards. It's really Patrick Swayze's move. He likes to caress his partner's belly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ooh, do you have a tum-tum problem? (laughs) It's not cool. And yeah, I mean, is there anything we missed? I'm sure like another hour's worth of material. There's just so, there's so much happening. And yeah, a lot of it isn't funny, but it's, it's so, you can't help but just, note it in your brain but yeah becky brought up the the skate off at the end because i don't even remember i just watched it last night i don't even remember how it was resolved that they don't have to let ace win the contest but anyway so you know the the bland guy wins he gets his princely sum of a thousand dollars which was which was worth you know threatening murder because he saved his life because he saved ace's life because they have uh, some sort of like literal Fonzie jump. The yeah, shark I didn't shit. get that at all because he said, yeah, with, I, I, with, I, I cut his brakes. So when he hits his brake, he's he's not good. It's not going to work. He's going to go off the pier. And then ha ha ha. Ace is thrilled with this idea. He, well, here's the here's the thing what we, that we've not mentioned is that they are for this race. They're wearing skates without board motors attached. to them. <laughs> <laughs> Like weed whacking Like motors. this is a yeah. thing. This is a thing. Didn't you? Come on, Patrick. Didn't you have your your skates with your outboard motors attached to them? I mean, that was very <laughs> big had to seventy nine. This was not a thing that I you operate with a handbrake. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's some straight up chips shit. That you have to like apparently you know in order to operate them you in order to operate you have to have this sort of you know crouch that looks and they also have what I really love is they both have matching helmets. Their their helmets match yes, their, co- their outfits, yes, which was yes. you know amazing amazing foresight on their parts. But what I don't but get yeah, is they are- while Blandy McBlanderson goes off the pier because his brakes fail, which makes sense because right. they fixed it. Yeah. Why does Patrick Swayze not use his brakes? He's bad at it. I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't get it. But they both go off the pier, and then it turns out that uh, can't Ace swim. can't swim. Yeah, and that's his that's his kryptonite is his water. So he does the he does the lifeguard, the senior lifeguard school. I throw my arm around you and drag you back to shore. Yes. And he and then they and then they have a sincere they have a sincere moment. Yes. And they and and don't tell my friends. And Blandy McClinton says, Well, I'm the hero. And I'm like, Are you? Yeah, you're you're like 25. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're a hero and that you carry off that pink top. I mean, that's heroic. But it's not. You're a hero that you didn't let a man drown. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Again, bare minimum. Like, you know how to swim and this other guy doesn't. So you drag him out. Also, of I mean, they're both wearing roller. Also, they're both wearing roller skates with outboard motors. They're sinking like stones. Let's just oh, face it. Yes. They yes. got so no, much no, on. no one's coming. No one's <laughs> No one's coming out. No one's coming out of that race. I mean, they're fit within an inch of their lives, so maybe I'm not going to put it past them. But oh <laughs> yeah, but those God. old school, those old school roller skates were like were like five pounds on each foot. Yeah. And I mean, I, who even knows you know, how much you'll put attaching a lawnmower motor to pack them, make them heavier. And then they're friends. And they're friends for life. Everything yeah, skate together. Right. And then they do like a, a roller skating cha cha line, which is yeah. amazing. Is led by Billy Barney at one point. Participates in, yeah. <laughs> oh man, the, the only other scene I want to talk about is when Ron Palillo and the Night Stalker 
uh, don't want to be overheard by everyone around them while very loud disco music plays. And Ron Palillo goes, to distract? You're only calling attention to your nefarious plans. It's a very bad subterfuge. Very yes, bad. add it yeah. to the list. <laughs> they're not, they're not good at being henchmen. Every decision in this movie is wrong on a subatomic level. Except so, maybe saving his life. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I don't know. At one point, Flip Wilson reappears wearing a black version of the Unknown Comics bag. Yeah, that's ouch, uncool, y'all. Oh well, so's the uh, the the very, again very seventies humor of the you know, meek little white lady being hit on by the big scary black man, which yes. is a, yeah, and he gives her his Afro pick, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, oh. god, away. <laughs> <laughs> everything about it just makes me feel ill um so the question is uh-huh. um if you were to die in some way portrayed in this movie uh-huh. what way would you choose mm. your choices are go off a pier and drown with motorized roller skates on or die in a drive-by mini fruiting e coli laced pizza e coli laced pizza uh <laughs> Becky, I choose you to go first. Um, what was the second one? Uh, mini fruiting by pea shooter. Oh yes, gosh, it's so so difficult to choose. It is. I think I'd want to go out with a big, you know, splash. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're going off the pier. Just going off the pier, even though that's not the like way piers work. Piers work in straight Virginia lines. Virginia Wolf in it. Piers work roller in skate style. <laughs> Virginia Wolf in it. Is that what, that's what the kids call it. Virginia yeah. Wolf in it. All right. Good to know. Gina, what say you? I, I can't believe you're not offering me the option of being, you know, you know, zapped into some sort of, you know, neither world by, by mm. a, a, a white Afro wigged wearing magician. Cause I mean, when, when you, I think you've known me long enough that that seems very on brand for me. Yeah, it is. I think she should have that option. There's no hand or face trauma. So that really is up your alley. <laughs> Well, if we're if we're free balling it yeah. here, which as many of the people in satin pants are, um, I would go dying by lesbian vampire twins uh, near the centipede machine. I want to be held up by my ears and kissed to death until I die, which is, it doesn't last very long. So I've got that going for me. Yeah, that, it's that, good while it lasts. It is. By the looks of things. Uh, So that just about does it. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, (laughs) What a way to go out. Um, This will be our episode for this week. But who wanted an episode of Kill by Kill on November 1st? Fuck that noise. Let's come out on Halloween. And that just about does it for this episode. Um, And so uh, just before we go. Uh, let's talk about a new review that we've received on uh, on iTunes from Dick Quotes. Uh, <laughs> uh, always funny and a great escape on a lousy day. The hosts are hilarious and get me uh, way more interested in horror films than I would than I would ordinarily be, which is a very nice review. Well, thank you, Mister Quotes. Yes, um, we have another one from. Uh, it says just says great horror podcast doesn't give a name or maybe it says hunter florida uh very entertaining podcasts the one-offs like the episode on pieces 
are usually my favorites, but it's fun to hear Patrick and Gina go through the Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street movies as well. Highly recommended. So thank you ever so much for those new podcast reviews on iTunes. If you would like to contribute, uh, let us know what your favorite uh, uh, kill is or movie that we've covered. And we'll talk about it here on the podcast. It's our solemn promise to you. Gina, where can people find you on these here internets? I have my own website in which I write about movies and old television, other sundry pop culture things at GinaRadcliffe.com. I am also a staff writer at thespool.net. I recently finished up the recapping the series on Becoming a God in Central Florida, which if you have not watched that, you should definitely watch that. And also the first three episodes of the Apple Plus series, The Morning Show, which you should absolutely avoid at all costs. Mm. Um, just that that is my, my advice to you. Um, and you can also find me on Twitter under Porcelain72. All right, do it today, people. Check it out. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Kill by Kill Pod. Uh, we, you can find us on, uh, you can send us an email at uh, killbykillpod at gmail.com. We have the Facebook group and page uh, where you can discuss uh, all things horror and the episodes in greater detail. And aren't you guys still top 25? We Apple? are still top 25 in TV. So all you viewers out there vindicated that yes. you've been hanging on. <laughs> Take that, haters. Um, despite Taking uh, our little of, fingernails in and not letting go. Nope, we're still top 25, baby. As of uh, today, we are still in there in uh, film histories. <laughs> so that's nice. Um, whatever, okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> In the podcast slot, yeah, uh, it's top 25. That's all that matters. Um, and so for myself and for Gina and for Becky, bye-bye, everybody. Happy Halloween. Bye. Boo, happy Bye. Halloween. Okay.